Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. A popular Roxborough pizza shop is open under new ownership. That's been a, a well-guarded secret, but we bought the name and the, uh, the recipes along with the reputation. Plus, two popular Philly restaurateurs open a pizza shop at Philadelphia International's Terminal E. This is a first for me because I've never had to go through security and take off my shoes in order to <laughs> come to do an interview for a restaurant. Exactly, yeah. We're in the airport here. Keep it here for the pizza edition of this week's What's Cooking podcast. This is a podcast about food in and around Philadelphia. That's a quick, delicious, flavorful bite. It was really hard for me to get into it. Stories from behind the kitchen. This is a wood-burning oven from Italy. It is intense. And hear about quirky stuff, too. Eat a pint of ice cream as quickly as you can and then resume the 5K. This is What's Cooking on KYW. I'm Hadass Kuznets at Alex's Pizza with one of the owners, TJ Doyle. We're at 400 Leverington Road in Roxborough. And this building, apparently, this, this business has a long history. It does. It's been around since 1961. So what happened? Tell me how it became, how you came to own it. The, the, the business had been owned by the former owner for about 15 years, and we were approached with the opportunity in late 2022. And being local business owners in Maniunk area where we own the Rook, we decided to you know expand our wings a little bit and step into a neighborhood institution here. And this has been open for longer than 15 years, though. It has. It's Like I said, it's been around since 1961, so about 62 years at this point. Yeah. So was the neighborhood concerned that it just would close forever? I think so. It was important to the former owners to have local ownership. And with the five of us who who now own this place, uh, being born and raised on eating Alex's Pizza, all neighborhood guys, and we're excited to carry the reputation forward. So you all grew up in Roxborough? We did, Roxborough and East Falls. So this is your, your neighborhood place. You can't see it just disappear. No, not at all. We're, uh, we're, we're pretty excited about the opportunity here. When you bought the place, I understand that they also sold you the recipes. Correct. And uh, that's, that's been a, a well-guarded secret, but we bought the name and the, uh, the recipes along with the reputation. I know that a lot of people were very happy to hear that on the community groups. People were like, oh, Alex's Pizza is still alive. Yeah. I mean, the number one feedback has been make sure to keep the original recipe on, you know, on the menu. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So tell me about the renovations and you taking this over and what did you do? Yeah, I mean, most of it is just, you know, cosmetic. It's just to give the place a fresh look and uh, let the neighborhood know that, you know, we're going to bring the same quality and the same, you know, recipe that's been here for years and years. But, you know, do some some things to 
modernize the business to make it a little more you know, efficient and, and keep current with the times. For example? You know, we have a new point of purchase system. We're going to be, you know, we've introduced our social media you know, app. We'll have a new website, be able to order online. We'll put it on the delivery apps like, you know, DoorDash and Grubhub. But, you know, we'll still take the regular way phone orders and the walk-ins that the, that the neighborhood's used to. And is anything upgraded in the kitchen? Because it looks all fresh and clean. It is all fresh and clean, but again, mostly, you know, just cosmetic. The infrastructure here has been in place for a very long time. We had people come in and service all the equipment, and most of the feedback has been, I would love to sell you new equipment but they don't make it like this anymore. So we have all the original ovens, the original mixers, the original slicers that have been here for years and years, and we had them all serviced, and they're ready to test the, the limits of this place. Wow. Now, understand that the hours were not optimal before you took over. So what, what are your plans now? Yeah, they were, they were a little sporadic, you know, but our plans right now are to be open from 11 to 9 most weekdays and then on weekends from 11 to 11. And we'll, we'll adjust as we go. Uh, you know, it's really going to be demand-based, which, you know, we'll track and then, you know, decide how we want to operate moving forward. So a lot of people are excited that they're, you're going to be able to serve them pizza when they want it. They're, they're very excited. Um, as we mentioned, we, uh, we did a soft launch last week and our grand reopening is on the 31st of March. Um, so far, we've sold out every day of all the doughs that we've made. So, you know, we're going to keep increasing that until we figure out what the, the appropriate amount is. All right. Tell me about your specialty pizzas. So the specialty pizzas are, are really just a, a twist on we're going to use the original recipe as the base, but we're going to add some new and exciting toppings that maybe haven't been, you know, kind of familiar with this, you know, with this or associated with this place in, a, in the past. Like? Long hots, some different uh, ricotta and, and things like that that just, I think we're going to run them as specials at first. And if they do well, then maybe we'll add them to the menu. Up the uh, quality a little bit? Well, again, the quality of the base pizza is there. It's just a matter of, you know, giving a little twist on, on some things that we're seeing, uh, you know, the, the demand be uh, out there in the marketplace right now. Is there a mark of like, oh, this is an Alex's Pizza Pizza? Is it the spiral? What is the... It is. It's the swirl. We keep saying the swirl lives on. You know, people, uh, you know, recognize the, the place as a result of putting the, the swirl of the sauce on top of, of, on top of the cheese after the pizza is made. After the cheese? After the cheese, yes. What are you most excited about? You know, I'm excited about you know carrying the name and reputation forward. Quite frankly, I mean, we we all grew up here. Um, you know, we we grew up on things like Del Sandro's cheesesteaks and Alex's Pizza, and played sports in the neighborhood. And you know, have lived here our whole lives. Most of our immediate family still lives in the neighborhood, uh, and and you know, we all live in the neighborhood ourselves. So we're you know we're we're truly excited uh, you know about about keeping Alex's in the neighborhood. Right. What's Little League without? pizza after. That's right. I mean, you know, we, uh, you know, we, we remember the days when there was a line out the door here uh, on, on weekends, especially. And, you know, we, we hope that that's the case going forward. Yeah. Did you have any challenges? We did. The normal challenges that you get into with any, you know, renovation um, project. And, um, we're new at this, you know, we're, so, you know, while we've run a restaurant in the area, uh, this is, this is an entirely different concept. Uh, what's still going on? There's, there's a lot of hubbub and stuff going on here. What's still, what's happening? Yeah, there's been a lot of development in the neighborhood. You can hear the, the, you know, the fresh dough being made in the back. All of our, you know, all of our pizzas are made from scratch. So, um, you know, I think that the hubbub has been uh, folks walking by, uh, asking if we're still going to give out dog treats to, to the dogs, asking if we're still going to put the dum-dum lollipops in for the children, and we're going to you know, carry those traditions forward. Yeah, tell me how you realized that they probably give out dog treats. 
the, the dogs kept you know stopping on their walks and and as we were doing our cosmetic renovation people kept asking and the dogs would be pulling them towards the front door so we are definitely going to keep that going you realize they're probably giving out dog treats yes absolutely and we found a box of dog treats and then you know when we talked to the owners of the dogs they said that was one of the signatures of this place so we're gonna we're gonna keep that going nice. the dogs would pull them in and then the owners would smell the pizza that's right that's and right everyone's and hungry we don't know what they like better the pizza or the dog treats but i, I hope it's the pizza <laughs> right right and the kids like the lollipops absolutely i mean who doesn't when you're when you're a kid the extra special treat all right tj doyle is one of the five owners of alex's pizza which is now reopening under the same name at 400 leverington avenue in roxborough and uh your grand opening is march 31st friday and if people want more information where can they go they can go to our Instagram, Alex's Pizza Rocks, uh, or they can go to our website, which is also alexspizzarocks.com. Nice. And I, I love hearing that the dough is just, you know. It's being kneaded in the back right now, yeah, yeah. as we speak. Yes. Nice. The sound of the dough. The sound of the dough. Thank you, TJ. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. And congratulations and good luck with the new opening. We, we really appreciate it. And we continue our quest for pizza at Philadelphia International Airport. I'm Hadas Kuznets with Marcy Turney. We are in Terminal E, right in front of Good Luck Pizza Company. Marcy, this is a first for me because I've never had to go through security and take off my shoes in order to <laughs> come to do an interview for a restaurant. Exactly, yeah. We're in the airport here. Um, <laughs> And we're super excited. We just opened, and we've got pizza. We've got house-made meatballs. I just took Hadas through a little tour. We've got all these old vintage photographs that I've been collecting for about six months that I was telling her how I was up there hanging them myself (laughs) for about four days. But it's really, you know, it's called Good Luck Pizza Company, but it's like a little love letter to South Philly. We've got house-made meatballs. Neapolitan pizza, pasta and parms is a section. We are talking about salads and about how I want to bring really good food to the airport. and Not a wilted salad in a cardboard <laughs> container yeah, to go? Yeah, not a pre-cut, you know, salad that we, you know, every day we're cutting the greens fresh. Um, but it's, it's just exciting to bring kind of, you know, our take of... South Philly of Italian-American from 13th Street and bring it here into the airport. So this is restaurant-quality food that we can expect, not, I mean, I hate to say that, airport food. Yeah, no, it's it's restaurant-quality food. I have another location called Butter Maryland's at the BNC Connector, and we did that a couple years back. And the airport uh, is really interested in bringing local chefs, local concepts to the airport, allowing these chefs and folks to show what they do best and all the people that come through this airport, you know, get a little taste of Philly, right? I have to ask you, how is airport business? I mean, you're all the way down at the end of E, and I would assume you have a captive audience that is hungry, but, like, not everybody can come here. You have to have a ticket to go somewhere. Yeah, I mean, once you get into the airport and you go through security, you can travel wherever you want to in the airport. Yeah. Um, But good luck pizza we're in terminal e we're at the very end there's seven gates that you can see here so there's times when this place is like standing room only and down towards the middle and the top of the terminal there's also a bunch of gates down there so you know we're excited this is kind of the frontier southwest all those gates spring break is about to happen so that's like when it's going to get really crazy around here so it's 
probably very different than just a regular restaurant because you have to be super fast. When it gets busy, it does it in like in in waves and then they go and they're gone. They either get their food or they're on the plane. Yeah, the airport business is interesting. It's it comes in waves, but if there's a delay, like in the airport you love delays, right? Because what do people want to do? They want to sit and drink <laughs> and eat. So there's all this, it's a different kind of business, yeah, but it comes in waves and people may be in a hurry or people may have a layover for two hours or there's a delay. And so we really look forward to those delays. Of course. Um, you know, the bars are always busy. It is different than in the city, but it's, I think all of our restaurants were always ready for it to just be busy at any second. Yeah. How did you get involved in the airport business? How did you get into it? So that was with Bud and Maryland's and that was probably, I guess like five years ago and Adam Arache was doing, I think some consulting and he approached us and we've been approached by many people for airport, for you know this building going up and we always just said, no, 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 no. We like our little 13th street. And for some reason, I don't know if it was because it was Adam and you know, we know him, but we're like, let's take this meeting. So we had a meeting with a company. So there's, I'm the brand and then there's a partner and they wanted, the airport wanted to bring in local chefs, local concepts. So they hired Adam to find some local concepts and we had a meeting and we didn't know at that time. I understand it now, but we felt comfortable with that. And they let us bring in for Bud Maryland's our designer, Kate from Row Creative and it's a gorgeous restaurant. And here at Good Luck, it's a different shape restaurant. There's three sides that are open. There's a huge circular bar in the center and we kind of design this restaurant around that bar. How is designing in the airport different than just designing in the city? It's different. What I like is I think our restaurants look like it's something you're sitting at in the city. There's personality, there's you know, a hologram of the Last Supper up in Good Luck right now that you would see in like, you know, and a guy reading Torah, a, yeah. a rabbi. <laughs> exactly, it's like you got it all. You got it right. Do. You know, you just it has that feeling of going into this old school Italian American restaurant and just being comfortable and relaxed and not feel rushed. You know. Yeah. So you design. You got banquettes, and you've got what is this floor called? So the floor, it's a a tile, but it looks like terrazzo, and it's a. Uh, this one has kind of gold, black, and white. We have a lot of brass accents, deep, dark colored wood, but it has that old school feel. And as you mentioned, the centerpiece really is the circular bar. Yeah, my partner, Hakan Ilhan, he has a restaurant that's similar to this. So he was like, I think we're going to do the circular bar. It's open. The restaurant's open on three sides. So you can really see it from, you know, three different angles here at the end of the terminal. The TVs are there. We put in an arrival and departure schedule on each end of the bar. So there's no reason to, you know, be worried if you're, if you're boarding. You're going to know right there. You don't need to leave us. Don't, no, no need to step away from the bar. Right? Yeah, we're at the end of the terminal. So we wanted to put that in and ensure people feel comfortable here and they're not worried. So you can see right there in the restaurant that's something pretty different in the airport oh yeah it's in your restaurant yeah. i didn't realize that, that that's right it's right there in right. the restaurant yes oh, exactly cool. were there any challenges to opening in the airport i know that's kind of a little bit unique um well what's interesting is those challenges aren't my challenges <laughs> and that's your partner's challenge exactly that is one of the reasons i do like doing these partnerships in the airport is I don't know how to open a restaurant in the airport. There's a lot of regulations, obviously, right? But he does. 
I know, you know, some good brands, brands of Philadelphia, home cooking. I think I know what people want to eat. And I like kind of doing that little bit of that personality with the design. And so it's a good, we're having a, it's a great partnership that we have. So every time you come to work here at the airport, you have to go through security. Like, what is your process like? Because so, I had to take my shoes off. Right. <laughs> well, I know. Yesterday, you're like, I go there all the time. And I'm like, I don't think so. You have to, like, go through security. Right. Well, I go through. So, I, up until a certain point, I go to the, the right. news section, and then that's it. Right. Not past the gate. Right. So employees, you go through a badging, like a lengthy badging process, and then you get a badge. And, like, I have a blue badge. So coming into the terminal, there's a special line for employees, so you don't have to wait behind because you need to get to work, right? But we still go, you know, we hold our badge up. We still go through. I know you travel a lot, so does that come in handy? It does come in handy in the airport because, you know, I'm able to park in the employee lot and hop on the shuttle that's awesome that comes every, you know, 15, 20 minutes. And breeze through security? And you still have to check all your stuff, but right. I can go through, yeah, I can kind of go to the front of the line, but I have not been traveling that much. I wish I had been. Right, COVID and all right, that. Right, I know. But I know you and Val used to do a lot of research for yes, your... we used to. Now we have a four-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> so. Wow, four. she's four. That's amazing. I know. Crazy. Um, let's talk about the menu. Some of the highlights of the menu of Good Luck right, Pizza well, Company. So here's the kicker of the airport. We do breakfast at 4.30 a.m. <laughs> so that is a little different for me. So I bring my team here, my brother, who's one of our culinary directors, and one of my chefs, Mike, and we come here and we do all the training and we're with the staff for a couple weeks. Well, they, they stay in the hotel the night before breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> and they're the first ones that are training breakfast. But so we have a breakfast. So you have menu. a hotel room that your staff stays at? No, no, no. They just one night right before the breakfast training. Oh, they got it, stayed got it. there. But on the menu we have a cannoli French toast. We have a dish called the Big Balboa. That's our bestseller. That's kind of your meat and eggs and toast plate. Artichoke in the hole. Hot honey chicken and waffle with a little Calabrian chili honey we make. So we have breakfast. We have yogurt. And then at 10 a.m. we go over to lunch. The lunch dinner menu which is the same and on that we have sandwiches so we have like a roast pork and sharp we're doing everything butterflying the pork shoulder here rubbing it with fennel and garlic and rosemary and all the good stuff roasting it here and then slicing it thin we have a burger called the good luck burger we have a section called pasta and plates so we do a rigatoni a la vodka shrimp scampi eggplant parm chicken parm so we have a little bit of that old south philly kind of happening there's soups and salads we talked about salads so fresh. Yes, we have a salad called the Pizza Shop Salad here where it's sweet peppers, tomatoes, cucumber, onion in this red wine feta vinaigrette. And then it says on the menu, real good feta because I'm really crazy about like good Bulgarian feta. We have a Caesar salad and then we have a Vinny's Chop Salad. And here at the airport, we always offer proteins that you can add on to any salad. And then we have the Good Luck Pizza, right? So the Good Luck Pizza here, we're doing Neapolitan style. So it's a 12-inch pizza. It's traditional dough, caputo flour, fresh yeast, salt water, nice and bubbly, you know, coming out. And we have different versions. Probably our favorite version here, it's called Spicy Nona, a.k.a. Hot Grandma. <laughs> and that has hot copa, broccoli rob. It's a red pizza. And then we're like, let's put on, like, some Calabrian chili honey. And then I was calling it Spicy Nona, and one of my cooks was like, aka Hot Grandma. And I was like, I'm putting it on the menu. Very nice. <laughs> that is hysterical. 
So we have different sausage and peppers pizza, mushroom and artichoke. We also, I know, which people love gluten-free crust option. So we have that for any pizza. We have a lot of gluten-free options throughout the menu and some vegan options as well. What have you loved about being in the airport? I love the challenge. <laughs> it's a challenge? It was a challenge when we opened Bud Maryland's. I feel like I know what I'm in into right now. I know how to navigate it. How Is to... there a lot of bureaucracy? There's No, I mean, there's not a lot of bureaucracy, but how do I, you know, we grind our meatballs on 13th Street. We're not grinding them here, but I want to make them fresh here. So we're getting fresh ground meat from meat purveyors, and we're doing that portion here. So it's how can I kind of, you know, we're not making fresh pasta here. That's not in the cards. But I can get fresh Toludo's ravioli. There's things I can get. How do you, like, logistically do that? Because you're not pulling up a truck and taking things off the truck. You have to, like, cart things through, right? Well, they, yeah, each location, you know, our, we have a walk-in and walk-in freezer back there. Down below, we have a walk-in in the basement. They call them cages for every location. Uh-huh. Ours happens to be right below, which is great. But in Maryland, it's a little bit of a walk. But all the same purveyors deliver to the airport. They all have to be, you know, they have to go through a security process. They deliver very early in the morning. So it's just figuring it out. Once I did one restaurant, it became a little bit easier for me. You're like, oh, that's how they do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the process. Right. That's how they make it happen. Exactly. And it's the difficult thing here is we're open at 4.30 in the morning. So you really have to structure what can you prep here. You know, you really have to just nail down, like, what can be done and what cannot be done, depending on the space you have. And, you know, those breakfast hours, that's, that's real. <laughs> but people, let me tell you, people, when my cooks are coming in to work that day, the gate only opens up right i think at 3 30 or 4 a.m so they're coming in with the people and the people on the flights they're lined up and they just will do breakfast rush and it's full it's crazy wow how do you manage that you have to like you fit have to have in a menu time. that like can handle that but some of your stuff is like <clears throat> i mean you're making eggs you know yeah no it's all like you have to find really great like we always say Chefs will always say the hardest thing to do is make eggs, you know, and consistently. So you need really good egg cooks, really good breakfast cooks. People have done it. Yeah. So. I can do it fast. Yeah, do it fast and, you know, but they're out there. So what are your hours here at the airport? So we open at 4 a.m. for breakfast. And we do breakfast from 4 to 10. And then we're open for that lunch dinner from 10 to 10. That's a long shift. It's a long day, right? There's different shifts, different shift leaders. Breakfast is its own thing. And then sometimes they'll stay and they'll help prep. And then we have the lunch. There's a mid-shift and then a p.m. shift. Wow. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite part about being here? What, what do people have to eat if they're flying somewhere? This is all, what, domestic flights? This is all domestic flights, yep. If they're flying out on Southwest or wherever in Terminal E, what do they have to eat? Well, I would eat, I would probably get the pizza shop salad and I'd get one of the pizzas. Um, oh, I'd also get the calamari. We have really good calamari. <laughs> That's a good um, meal. Like, a, you know, you're there yeah. with a friend, you're traveling with someone. Yes. We also have, now I'm looking down at the menu. I'm like, wait, I'd get that and that. And that, and that. <coughs> if you get pasta or if you get a salad, we also have, it's called good luck garlic bread. And on the menu, it's, it's sesame seeded Italian loaf, but it says the best garlic bread 
butter ever, and it really is the best garlic butter ever that we whip back there. It has roasted garlic, raw garlic, Maldon sea salt, and it is awesome. What do you do? Like cook the garlic and then put it in the butter, we, mash it? We roast garlic. Well, we kind of confit garlic in oil, and then we also have garlic oil that we use in some of our dressings. But we take that, we mash it with raw garlic, Maldon sea salt's the key, butter that's soft, and we whip it. And we do that on our garlic butter. We add that into our scampi, our shrimp scampi pasta at the end. It really is like, this one guy was out here. We had all this stuff, food coming out. And this one guy's like, what do I smell? I'm like, you smell the best garlic butter ever. That's what you smell out here. <laughs> our sandwiches we take and we kind of before we heat the, the bread up, we slather that on there. It's good. It's good. It sells, it sells the restaurant. Good old garlic, right? Yeah. <laughs> Where does the name come from? We just, Val, that was my partner, Val. She was, we were thinking of names for a pizza shop and kind of a pizza shop restaurant. And there's all these in Italian-American culture, these all these good luck symbols like the Italian horn. There's like a hand kind of gesture. And you'll see people, you know, with the gold chains wearing them around there. We're like, that's so cool. So let's call it Good Luck Pizza. <laughs> yep. Good Luck Pizza Company. Yep. Yep. Well, congratulations, your second restaurant in the airport. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to other restaurateurs that might be interested in, you know, sticking a toe in airport, in the airport business? I would say it's going to be a learning. There's definitely a learning curve. But I always say you have to, you can't come into something with an ego that I'm only going to do this or this way or that way. To, for me, it was how can I bring kind of the food that we do on 13th Street and bring a version of that to the airport and quality food. Were there things that you had to change for the airport, whether it's design or your food or your menu? You definitely have to, like we said, we're not making pasta in-house. We're not doing as much in-house. I have a butcher at Bud Maryland's and Ona's. I have these people where we're getting bigger cuts of meat and they're cutting them down. I have a pastry team. So you don't have that here. So you have to find, you know, how can you bring, how could I bring house-made meatballs here to the airport? And we found a way. And our meatballs are three ounces. They're stuffed with Fontina cheese, just like on 13th Street. And we found a way to do that here. Do you bring them from 13th Street? Or do you do not? No, we don't bring them from 13th Street. But we get, we grind them on 13th Street. So here, uh, I get the different meats ground. And then we, but we soak the bread in milk. And we have all the herbs and the spices and the eggs and the parm cheese. And they make them. And I have people back there scooping out three ounce meatballs on a tray and then taking a cube of fontina and sticking it inside and then you got to roll them it's a lot of work but uh, my partner hakan and i I don't want a frozen meatball coming out of here then i'm not going to have a meatball basically (laughs) you know it's either we're going to do it right or we're not going to have it well that you're bringing quality to the airport for people that like to travel that's that's good yeah i think exactly it's you know something that you would find in your neighborhood you know something that you would find in philadelphia um, so we're excited. And our bar, so we have a huge bar. We have different drinks on there, like Aperol Spritz. We have a Negroni. But then we have all these funny kind of cocktail names. We've got the Boombots Margarita. <laughs> well, people are in vacation mode yes. when they come oh, to yeah. you. Like you're sitting at the airport. You're definitely, unless you're on a business trip, but still. Yeah, we've got, uh, one of them is called The Situation, you know, and that's, <laughs> Pineapple juice, rum, Campari. So these are like your vacation drinks. The Big Ragu, the Don Fanucci, the Sour Grandmother. And then we also just have, you know, 
we have an espresso martini. That's a huge thing right now. We have a, you know, a down and dirty martini. Um, we have a Bellini. We have our Bloody Mary mix, which is the same from 13th Street that we got best uh, Bloody Mary years ago. So different, you know, different morning cocktails for that 4 a.m. breakfast because everyone wants to drink. I think you have to wait till 5 a.m. here to drink, though. <laughs> and, but people are drinking. And then we've got six beers on tap with some local you know, local breweries. We always have a seasonal draft. So we have everything. We have wine. I'm like, come on, people. <laughs> Go travel. <laughs> I know, right? Come travel. Yeah, you do have to have a ticket. But once you get through security, you can go anywhere in the airport. So anyone who's traveling for spring break, go early and stop at Terminal E. Yeah, anyone traveling to Terminal D is right at the end, D and E. We're right here. We just happen to be at the end of the E terminal. But come on down. Like I said, we have the flight boards in here, so you know when your flight's leaving. (laughs) Well, congratulations. Thank you very much. And uh, Good Luck Pizza Company is now in Terminal E. Now, what we're doing is bringing a little bit of South Philly right here into the airport. You can come in, relax, feel at home. The design is awesome. The bar, the drinks, the food, just come in. Well, congratulations, Marcy Turney in Terminal E. And if people want more information, where can they uh, find out about your airport restaurant? They can go on, uh, we have an Instagram page at Good Luck Pizza Co. And we have different pictures of the food we have here, information, Terminal E, where you can find us. Well, congrats. (laughs) Thank you. That's it for this episode of What's Cooking on KYW. You can follow the show and get other delicious tidbits on Instagram at foodinthe215. And follow me on Twitter and Facebook for more news and insights at Hadas Kuznets. If you have a food tip or feedback about the show, reach out. And please take a moment to help us by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes. It helps us to keep making the podcast and get it to new listeners. I'm Hadas Kuznets, and that's What's Cooking. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.